<laughs> Episode number four. Yeah, four. Elevated entrepreneur. Been a second since we did do one of these. Yes. Yes. Our batching sure. has been yeah, a little off, a little which off. we're going to yeah. talk about. We are going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're learning as we go, as always. But we've really been focusing kind of on our big dominoes. Yes. Right now, and uh, while this podcast is important, it's not our biggest Correct. domino. Yeah, we see the importance of it, but it's not. Yeah, domino's the best way. But actually, tell tell them what uh, you mean by domino. Yeah, so it's a concept that Russell Brunson talks a lot about. And it's about how you have to focus on what, you know, if you have a stack of dominoes, you have this biggest one in the front, if you can crush that, if you can knock it over, all of the other dominoes fall in place. And unfortunately, a lot of times we focus on the smaller ones. And we've really been, uh, you know, having a strong effort with trying to knock down the big dominoes. You know, you and I have talked, we love starting new things. Yes, a lot. Uh, I think every entrepreneur is really good at coming up with ideas. Yeah, creating. I mean, that's uh, that's the the ooze, the primordial ooze of which, like, uh, of why we you know jumped into becoming entrepreneurs is you know you, is that creating aspect. I mean, that's the fire that that pushes us through the the long nights and the hard times. You know, is that aspect of like, oh my god, if I get through this, I can create something else, right? So, but then. You know, the byproduct sometimes of that is, you know, is the busy work, you know, and it's all these little things that we think are important and they kind of are where you can kind of justify yourself a little bit. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's not a domino and that's oftentimes the frog that you have to eat, you know, so. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing to kind of help us focus on those big dominoes. But one of the first things when, when we start working with clients that we look at is, yes, you know, they're... Their business and KPIs are important, but the person themselves, who they are, yeah. is important. And if we can level that up, you know, I mean, everything else usually falls, falls into place. place. And we see a lot of school owners that struggle with organization. They struggle with productivity yeah. because there's just so much on a school owner's plate. And, you know, if you're you're listening and you're not a, not a martial arts school owner, which is kind of our, our main niche, and you are an entrepreneur, same thing, right? There's so many different hats, especially in the beginning when you don't have any money mm-hmm. to hire anybody. You're learning those skills yeah, yourself. You don't want to learn. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And the cool thing about that is, and I think we've been pretty good about it when we're trying to direct martial arts school owners or entrepreneurs in general is, you know, and I think Jim Rohn touches on this, but you don't have to change all these different things at once. You, you change a little thing, right? And we're going to talk about the, uh, you know, the morning business ritual. You change a little thing and then it helps change others and then it helps change others. And you see the benefit of it. You want to change more. You know, there's a, there's a conversation to be had of, um, you don't you don't stop bad habits. You start good ones, right, to replace it. Yeah, and I think the discussion we're going to have can really help to give a entrepreneur traction. Yeah. Right? Start with this. Start with what you have control over because I truly believe the only thing that we have control over in business is our work ethic. Yeah. And, control. you know, we know that we're going to work hard. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, everybody's working hard, yeah. right? And I know there's, you know, a lot of people that kind of crap on the grind mentality, right? Like, oh, if you're grinding, you're not doing it right. And, you know, I respect that opinion. Sure. Uh, But I'm going to work hard, but I'm also going to work smart. And if you're just, you know, only working hard or only working smart, you're you're not benefiting from both. Um, So the discussion we're going to have today is something that I think every business owner, whether you own a martial arts school or you know, a startup or a brick and mortar or a digital company, it's, it's got to start with you and the habits that you instill. And what also happens too is, you know, the, the aim for it, at least for me, is that the team sees that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they start feeding off of that, right? It's not do as I say, it's, it's do as I do. And look at these good habits that I'm instilling and hopefully that rubs off on the rest of the 100%, team. 100%, you know, that reminds me of Elon Musk, who I'm really big on, I follow you know, he, he had this little segment where he talked about, you know, he doesn't think a CEO, even though he's a billionaire, should be off on vacation while he's forcing his workers to, to work 100 hours a week. You know, if you lead by example, that's the 100% absolute way. And by the way, you do that and you stuff all these like potential little baby thoughts that, you know, some of your staff will begin to have if you're always vacation or buying stuff or all these things. They don't, see, they don't see that you're leading from the front and doing that hard work, you know what I mean? Even if you do all that hard work for years and years and years, now you're, you're benefiting for some of the fruits of that. As long as people understand and they see that grind and they see that 
you can operate a high level of skill. You didn't wake up uh, one morning, you had all this, this knowledge, right? So as long as I feel Overnight that- Overnight success, oh, yeah, it took 15 yeah. years, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but if people see that, I think that you, you stuff any of those conversations that are like, oh, like, you know, I'm working so hard and, you know, they don't know how hard it is and you just, you, you kill all that noise. Yeah, I mean, me personally, uh, I don't feel comfortable coming in after our team, yeah. right? Like, so I, I try to make it a point to be here before the team yep. and then also stay after. Yeah. Um, but that's me personally, and that's not that's not a necessity, no, right, no. to to become successful. But uh, you know, kind of what there's a, a documentary out that I've been talking about like crazy, yeah, the Last story. Dance, yeah. and the last episode that I just watched was number seven. And at the end of this, I mean, I just you know had goosebumps, oh, really? and it was when when Michael Jordan took that time off to go play baseball. Yeah. Everybody thought he was like nuts, mm-hmm. right? And I like I we both grew up in the '90s, right? Yeah. You are a little older than little me, a little bit, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but you know, we like got to see that Bulls dynasty. Yeah. And when when he came back, um, he was talking about the expectations that he had for his team. And sometimes Michael Jordan got a bad rap, like yeah. he's an asshole, yeah. like on Hard the court. On players. Yeah. And you know what just really struck with me was when he said, "I had never asked." of my team to do something I didn't do and I wasn't willing, willing. to do. Um, That's a good word, willing. Yeah, and I, man, like when he said that, you know, and they did this great video montage with, you know, his, the voiceover yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. music was building. It they was just like this yeah. epic moment, sure. right? And it's so true. Like, I'm not going to ask something of my team that I wouldn't be willing to do myself or haven't already yeah, done. Yeah. Um, so I think that... What we're discussing today is a great foundation to life um, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And, uh, you know, why don't we just get right into yeah. it? So, so. Yeah, so we're, the topic is the morning business ritual, ritual, right? And I think there is something to say about the difference between a ritual and a routine, right? We all have routines. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, comb your hair, yeah. get dressed. That's, that's a routine. Uh, to me, a ritual is something that has more meaning behind it, right? 100%. I mean, you don't really think about brushing your teeth. No. You're just going to do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over the past, like, decade, as, you know, personal growth is just becoming, you know, when you see certain, uh, you know, icons like Gary Vee, right, and you just see these major names, you hear a lot about personal morning rituals, yeah. right? Uh, you know, you wake up, you read a book, you mm-hmm. write in your journal, you meditate, you walk, have affirmations, yeah. you work out, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and I think having a, a personal morning ritual is, is phenomenal. Uh, for me, as of lately, difficult with a newborn. Sure. Um, but what we're talking about is not your personal morning ritual, it's a business morning ritual. A lot of people don't think about that, too. No. Yeah. And what I really like about implementing a business morning ritual, it's the starting point for your day, mm-hmm. and it also helps to set the tone for Frames your day, it, yeah. right? A lot of people just kind of sit down at their desk, and they're reactive. Mm-hmm. Like, reactive, like, let me look at the email. Oh, okay, now they're Facebook messages. Oh, or this comment, or this this phone call. And they're reacting to everything. And, and when you're reacting, you don't really get to see that needle move forward. Yeah. Right. So the morning business ritual is something that I implemented now. And I also think it's important to say that we all have different personalities, right? We're all different types of personalities. Um, and this can be harder for some people to implement than other people, right? If you're an eight type personality, you know, having a list, he's pointing at me, (laughs) you know, having a a list being regimented, uh, you know, you find that easier to do. So, you know, I think for some people, this is going to be easy. Some people, for some people, it's going to be more difficult, but for everybody, it's simple, right? And it's a lot of times these simple strategies that we implement that can really help us the most in our Yeah, in well, our and businesses. I'm glad you said simple too because, uh, you know, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And mm-hmm. I think that, and I'm not that A type, but I understand the benefit of it. And because I understand the benefit and I've seen you be so successful and Steph be so successful with it, I'm like, okay, maybe that isn't precisely the way I go about it, 
but I know the importance of it. And when you understand the importance of it, it doesn't matter what personality, you need to implement something. Yeah. You need to implement something simple that you can do. Yeah, you know, I mean, we talk about this a lot with PAC, you know, making sure that the team understands the why. Yeah. If they understand the why, I don't care how they get to the result, yeah. right? And we, we get a lot of like, uh, school owners get caught up in like, what is your exact process? Listen, the exact process that works for me might not work for you, yeah. might not work for my team. As long as the result is, you know, the, yeah, the result that we want, mm -hmm. I don't care how you got there. I don't care if they used a checklist. I don't care if they use a Word document. Yeah. I don't care if they use an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, they wrote it on their hand, yeah. right? As long as we get the result. And uh, I, I do believe that school owners are in need of at least kind of a roadmap when they're first getting started for the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think owning a martial arts school, being an instructor is one of the best jobs in the world. But one thing that it is, is it normally starts at around 4 p.m. Yeah. Right. Especially if you are uh, very focused on the kids program, mm -hmm. even adult programs. Most people work, you know, an eight to five, sure. nine to five yeah. kind of job. So they're unable to come to the morning or afternoon, you know, early afternoon classes. And a lot of times in our industry, you know, you ask a school owner, like, when, when do you get in? And they're like, oh, you know, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, what have you been doing yeah, all day? Yeah, I'm there to pick up after school. And then, yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like the school owners that really go from good to great are the ones that implement, I'm going to say, kind of a code. Yeah. Uh, I just finished watching the Dexter uh, uh, series. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so we yeah, watched it as a family, code, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, he Pretty lives serious. by a certain code. Yeah, that's dad implemented, yeah. Yep, and, uh, you know, this is kind of a, a level of that by living by this morning business ritual. One, you're setting yourself up for success, you're setting the tone for the day, and you're also having a pulse on your business, which yeah. is important. You know, a lot of times you ask school owners, like, you know, what's your numbers? And they say, oh, let me check. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you have to check? Yeah. You should already know. So there's basically, you know, nine steps to this morning business ritual that we're going to cover today. These are the nine steps that I have implemented. Maybe yours has 12. Maybe yours only has five. Again, you know, it doesn't have to be the exact same process, but you need to understand the why. And the why is I want to set myself up for success to having a results-driven day, right? We were talking about busy, yeah. being busy. I don't want to be busy. I, I want to have results. Yeah. And for me, this is one of the best ways to do that. It also is a really good way to have a mind dump because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people start their day, there's so much stuff from yeah. the previous day or they're just... They feel like this hamster on a wheel always catching up. Sure. And right? I'm glad you, you, I'm glad number one is the mind dump. Yeah. So let's get into that. So to-do lists, created yeah. the night before. You know, it's such a simple thing, right? Like, uh, duh, you yeah. should have a to-do list, but not everybody does, <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, my to-do list yeah. is up here. I kind here. of vaguely know what I should be doing, you know, but I, it's not in front of you. I you don't know, remember what I had stuff. for dinner last night. Like, <laughs> how am I going to remember everything else, yeah. right? I mean, uh, our, our general manager at PAC, uh, during our Monday meeting, what do I always tell her? Right? Always tell her. Write it down. Right? Like we said, write it down. Put it down. Although like, she has a great memory and all those things are fantastic. And, and even if you do have a great memory, you have a fantastic memory, you still write it down. I still down, so. write it down. Because yeah. for me, writing it down means, let's say you do have a great memory. That doesn't mean you're always going to remember things 100% of the sure. time. So, But let's say you remember things 98% of the time. There's still 2% yeah. of the time that yeah. you could forget. Why take that chance yeah. when it takes, yeah. Yeah. you know, 10 seconds to write it down? So, you know, with the to-do list, um, ideally, I believe a to-do list created the night before is the best way to do it. That's like ideal scenario, yeah. right? If that just doesn't happen, then that doesn't mean you just throw the, you know, oh, I'm yeah, not going to do my to-do list. Yeah. Like you still do it in the morning. But sure. the reason why I think it's the best to do the night before is because you get the opportunity to dump it out of your mind, which actually can help you get a better night's sleep. Yeah. Right. A lot of, especially, you know, right now when we're filming this, we're on the tail end, hopefully, hopefully yeah. of COVID-19, right? The, the, we all are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, our school opened back yeah. up, yeah. you know, but 
you know, going through this, these, these last two months, there was an excess level of stress yeah. and worry for every business owner on this planet. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe it didn't, it didn't uh, affect you as much as everybody, but everybody's stress was just a little bit higher, yeah. I truly believe. So that could definitely affect your sleep. And man, when you don't have a good night's sleep, the next day coming in, you're just not going optim yeah. uh, you know, to optimally perform. And there's actually, you know, I kind of love technology. There's all these new things. You know, you can sleep with, you know, these like quarter rings or whatever yeah. that actually track your, your sleep. Yeah, I just got a salt lamp recently, a Himalayan salt lamp, and it changes colors. And the color is supposed to help like soothe different aspects as it slowly changes That's colors. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. yeah, I know some people are really into it, right? Like they track like their, their heart rate. They wear yeah. a heart rate yeah. monitor. Yeah. They make sure they have like blackout shades, mm -hmm. sleeping with some form of light. Uh, like a him, we we sleep with that. It's kind of like oh, a really? nightlight for crews as yeah, well. Yeah, like yeah. when you got to get well, up like in the middle of the night. So, yeah. um, you know, temperatures got to be a certain amount. Sure. Um, you know, but going back to the to do list. You know, Jim Rohn, who we both very much affectionately love. Yeah. I hate that I never got an opportunity to meet him. Oh, I know. Uh, we were young, though. You know, when he was on his rise, yeah, we were he passed away in two thousand nine. So it's not like you know there wasn't very many opportunities to. to yeah, uh, but you know, he's got a famous quote: "You run the day, or the day runs you." Yeah. And uh, we, we like to joke around that we don't have bosses, yeah. right? But really, my boss is my to-do list, my Google calendar, you yeah. know, and our, our projects board. Like, those are, those are our bosses. Um, so, you know, how do you craft the to-do list? I mean, we're not going to get too detailed here. And again, you also have to decide what's your medium. Yeah. Some people like pen to paper. Some people like an Evernote, key, you know, app. Some people like it on their computer. You just got to decide what is the best medium for you. And maybe that means you got to test it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what goes on your to-do list? Well, your, you know, big dominoes, you know, eating the frog, Brian Tracy term, yeah. need to go on your to-do list. And what we just implemented was a Kanban board. Yeah, it's fun. Right? We've been about talking it. about it for a while. We've always had a project board, yeah, right? So always. you want to explain like what our project board looks like? Yeah, so it just went from like business to business and then we would write out like specific, you know, top tier, right? We didn't call them dominoes at the time, right? Um, but top tier like projects that we have to get done. And then we would label it more or less, you know, more Chris's area of, of expertise, mine, you know, some of our team members who really needs to, you know, to, to tackle that. So we do business like MAE, you know, just university, you know, we do GrowPro, we do PAC, you know, so we'd have these things and then we'd just, just list them out. It was just like that. And the cool part of that, that is that board was cool, but it was the same thing we did with our to-do list. So it was kind of like a, uh, an extension of the to-do list. It was like a bigger version of it. And the fun part of the to-do list is crossing it off. Yep. So it was really fun, like, you know, hey, cross it off, done. We like to cross it off. It's just a really good feeling that you actually instilled in me. I didn't understand, like, how the benefit of seeing it and then actually crossing off. You're it like, just feels so good. Yeah, because you look down at it or you look up at the board, you're like, Wow, I completed that. Right? And I am totally one of those people that if it's not on my to-do list and I did it, I'm going to write it on the to-do list just so I can scratch it <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But, I mean, we took it as far as color coordinating yeah. it. And it's basically our major projects and then what goes on the to-do list are the tasks that need to be completed, Correct, yeah. you know, in order to scratch off the major projects. And it was working well. I mean, you know, we've definitely hit yeah. a certain level of success, but could it be better? Could sure. we work smarter? And we just implemented the Kanban board. Yeah. So a uh, Kanban board, Kanban is a Japanese term. Can means visual, ban means card. So it's basically a visual card that you can move. And there are a ton of digital you know, software services that do this, like Trello and Asana and, and Monday. Um, but again, there's something about yeah, having cool. a tangible item. Sure. like. And, and maybe you prefer the computer, but the thing about the computer is it's got to be on. Yeah. Right? We have this huge whiteboard yeah. it's four feet by eight feet you know we get it at uh home depot yeah. Yeah, so it's a 20 bucks yeah. right like there's a, a whiteboard in here that's on wheels that thing is probably 600 dollars, oh, right yeah. and ours is bigger than <laughs> yeah. that yeah. right um but the kanban board now it's separated by our businesses and it has different columns so we've got a column of just ideas mm -hmm. because we come up with a lot of ideas, lot of ideas. right that's fun part. yeah yeah and then we have a column for the backlog backlog is like all right we're going to take this from an idea and we're actually going to make it happen but it's not time just yet yeah. right then there's a today column like these are the things that have got to get done today um, and you might have three or four in that column for today yeah. and then you have doing so you just move it and we're using post-it notes we have them color coordinated yep. by the team member, right? 
And once we go to doing, the next column we have is assist. And if it's in that column, basically like we need help, right? There's somebody else on the team that needs to help us with this. And then the final column is done. And you get to visually see your workflow yeah. from one side to the other. And I just think there's a lot of power in having that tangible item, especially in today's digital world yeah. that, you know, over the last two months, everybody has been forced yeah. to, to live in. Well, and I think also, like, when you're looking at a screen, there's so much up there. It, some of it can be kind of like white noise, meaning the importance of it is is uh, you're not really sure which is the most important stuff. So if your list, and this is my personal view, if your list is always on your computer, you know, especially if you have many, many screens, like you and I have multiple screens, I think that can get lost because you, you open up a box and that covers the task. You open up another box. You constantly have to kind of click on that box. But if you have it in front of us or to the side like we have it, you know, it's very easy to be like, be like okay, now you're, when you look down at it, that's it's your it's, whole focus. Yep. You know what I mean? You go, okay, now I see it. And you can look at it whenever you need to instead of like having to like focus and clicking on the box. So I personally like uh, like having it written down for sure. Yeah. And, and, and again, if you don't, that's fine. Yeah. But you've got to find your medium, sure. right? So step one of the morning business ritual is you got to get your to-do list done. Um, and, you know, it, your to-do list, the way that we utilize it, is a breakdown of the tasks from the major projects that are on our project board or yep. our Kanban board, right? And then the next thing that's really important is setting the stage. And again, everybody works in a different environment. We were actually talking about this prior to shooting. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that, you know, these major companies like Facebook, Square are, are moving to remote, yeah. right? I think this yeah. quarantine has proved to a lot of major companies that uh, it's money. not a necessity. <laughs> yeah, and we can too. save a lot of money. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean... I think commercial office real estate is doomed after this, yeah. you know? We actually benefited from it yeah. because- Everyone cleared out, so we- Nobody's in this office. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this is, We're, I mean, how many square feet do you think this office is? At least 300, probably, I would say. Well, this conference room, yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, the oh, entire building, you know? I mean, there's, yeah. Say, yeah, pack, yeah. Yeah, like you that. know, probably like ten to 15,000 square yeah. feet. We were the only people working in here, yeah. right? So, so that was nice. But. It was super nice, <laughs> and we got the conference room, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and whatever we wanted. Uh -huh. um, but, uh, you know, I think you've got to set the stage, and again, this is personal, right? So, you know, why are we setting the stage? So you can perform at your optimum level. Yeah. For some people, that's complete silence. For some people, it's a clear desk. For some people, it's a certain type of music. Yeah. For some people, it's a certain type of smell. For some people, it's being in the same spot every single day. For others, it's, no, I need my environment to change. Yeah, yeah. So recognizing when do you work at your best? When do you get in that flow state, yeah. right? And then trying to recreate that at, at every time. For me, it's my debt. Like, I just, I love I love where we work. Yeah. I love our desk. I love yeah. our setup. We have the multiple screens, yeah. everything that we need. Yeah. And and for me personally, I don't like working from home. Mm -hmm. I think there's too many distractions. There's a certain kind of switch that gets flipped when I walk through the office and sure. I sit down at my desk. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to bring that home with me. Does that mean I never work at home? No, I work at home all the time, but it's usually when people, are, you know, my family's asleep. Yeah. But you've got to figure out what is the best environment for you to work in and then recreate that all the time, yeah. right? I mean, as, as a jiu-jitsu instructor, right? When, when our students are getting ready for competitions, right? We try to recreate what that competition is going to be like. Yeah. So what do we do? We bust out the table. We bust out the scoreboard. We bust out the referee. We even let the parents scream and shout yeah, 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 because yeah. we want to create that environment yeah. of noise that they're going to be in when they're at a competition. So they can perform at their best, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, whatever environment is for you that you perform at at the best that's where you need to go and i mean my wife she is so woo woo she likes going to a salt cave yeah, legit it's a legit. cave of she's himalayan sweating. salt yeah, and, and she yeah. just sits there yeah, and yeah. she you know put her put her <laughs> earbuds in and she works yeah, like and she cool. doesn't mind working off a laptop 
I can't work off of this thing. Like it's so small, so like unique, compared yeah. to you know oh, the yeah. other. Yeah, once you get a second screen, you can't go back. Yeah, once you so, get a second display. It's... Oh, exactly. I and mean, we got three of them, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so for you, you like listening to a very specific type yeah. of music, right? Yeah. What kind of music do you like listening? Usually, to? like it, it for sure, one hundred percent cannot have words. Words will be very, very distracting to me because my brain's going to try to understand it, right? So it has to be like kind of low level. I kind of go through different modes, but for the most part, it's kind of like. Calming, I start in the morning usually with like calming, like uh, 528 hertz, like that's the, that hertz is specific to help like um, focus and concentration. So I listen to like some kind of like electronic low level hum in that way. And then as like I need a little more pep, I'll go a little more like, you know, uh, energetic electronic music. But it's right on that. Sometimes I do dabble in, in classical. I mean, for sure, like if I'm in a mood like that, that will be perfect for me. But definitely can't have words. Yeah. David's normally having a rave party. Me personally, I like classical music, right? Yeah. That's what just, you know, kind of that when I hear that, it's like, all right, it's time to work, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so your second step of your morning business ritual is setting the stage. So the third step, and I actually learned this from uh, Aubrey Marcus, who's the mm -hmm. CEO, well, he actually stepped down as the CEO, but he's yeah. the founder of Onnit, mm -hmm. right? And um, he wrote a book called uh, Own Your Day, Own Your Life. Phenomenal book. Um, I learned about the, the Will Humph method with the breathing yeah. and the cold showers and things like that. But a lot, of, a lot of like success coaches will tell you not to check your email. Right, they say don't check your email first thing in the morning uh, because email is reactive. We're sure. reacting to the things that are coming in, and I, I I believe that like when I roll out of bed, I don't want to be checking my email. But I do think when you sit at your desk and you're ready to go, right? The to do list is ready, the music is on, you lit the candle, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have to check your communication channels in case there's anything urgent, sure. right? If I get an email that it says my website is down, yeah. I don't want to wait two or three hours in the day. That's, yeah. you know, lost revenue. Sure. So check your email. We use Slack. Yeah. So check your Slack, check your Facebook messages, and just see if there's anything urgent, right? So just a quick, like anything urgent, if it's urgent, now I'm going to deal with it. If it's not urgent, we leave it on unread. And this is like, us a ridiculous little tip yeah. but man guys certain level of customer service you have to make sure you have is returning emails and they just can't get lost through the shuffle just because you get a ton of them so if you see something maybe you thought it was urgent you read it it's like ah it's not urgent put it back on on red yeah. and you know to go back and well do it's it. good too to keep in mind uh those that are watching that have never done this people don't know whether you read it or not so like sometimes with facebook messages right like you have to if you you know if you're going to go in to read that message they know that you read it so yeah. for sure if you're going to answer it you better answer it as soon as you possibly can email's a little different right they don't know when you read it so yeah you know, i mean unless they sent you like there. a re-receive but most oh, people yeah, aren't yeah. doing that yeah. you know so yeah i just you know check check your communications maybe it's a team member that really needed something like you know yeah. like if our general manager said, hey, AC's out, yeah. whoa, that's something that's got to get dealt with immediately, yeah. right? So the third part of the morning business ritual is just check your urgent communications, and then you can follow up with them later. Um, the next step, and we kind of touched on this, is you know check in with your bosses, yeah. right? And uh, one of the best parts about being an entrepreneur is that we don't have bosses. bosses yeah right Typical um yeah. for me you know it's funny that a lot of when you when you go to a therapist and i mean i, I talk openly about seeing a therapist to me that's having like a, a life coach in in your personal life right i mean i've got a i've got a martial arts business mentor i've got a you know a finance mentor yeah. uh you know there's nothing wrong with going and talking to a professional and, uh, you know, one of the things a lot of times when you start working with a therapist is they want to dig into your past, right? They want to see, like, sure. how'd your parents F you up, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so for one of the things for me that it just sticks out was my parents sitting at the dinner table and we always ate dinner together. That was one thing, like, the TV was never on. We always ate dinner together, and my mom and my dad would always talk. They were in the same industry in pharmaceuticals, and they'd always talk about how much they couldn't stand their boss. Mm. And it was like, man. That's awful. That's, that's awful. Work. So how about I just don't have a boss, yeah. right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but we do have a boss. And for us, it's that project board. It's our, you know, Google calendar for appointments. Yeah. And it's our to-do list. Well, I think to a certain extent, too, uh, you know, it's each other. Like, you know, like you said, I can't work it from home either. We did that in the early stages. We worked a lot more, you know, remotely. And, and I was not nearly as productive as having the, the environment set up and then having you in the room or down the hall, right? 
Because like, if you, if we needed something, if like, Hey, what are you working on? Hey, let's refocus those things. And you need to be do that, you know, especially as partners, like, no, like this actually just came up this, you know, you know, sideline this and we need to focus on this. So it's, I think it's really important, uh, you know, to, to we're, we're kind of in a sense bosses to each other. You know, we help out in that, in that yeah. way. So, yeah, you know, and we, we, so, you know, we get to hold each other. We're accountability yes. partners, yeah, right? There accountability yeah, partners. Yeah, yeah. And that was like a, you know, a, a decision that once we, our productivity, now that we are working in the same room has skyrocketed. Yeah. And it was a difficult decision because we've got a 5,000 square foot academy. Yeah. yeah. Like there's. Oh, I... And we're, we're back. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, we were talking about how we have a 5,000 square foot academy. You know, the rent is not cheap. It's like seven grand. Yeah. And, you know, it was very easy to justify. Let's just, you know, I'll work in my office. You work over there. And now that we have, you know, been in this office for almost six months now, we moved in in December, right? Um, I mean, we have produced more yeah. than we've ever produced. I mean, one of one of my good friends is like, dude, you're you're launching a business like every couple of weeks, right? <laughs> it feels like that, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, it's it's because we have this ability to to feed off of each other, 100%. right? So step number four is just check in with your bosses, okay? Um, so these that's kind of all like laying the groundwork, and then step number five is really where the actual work goes. So. You know, the three little letters that unfortunately a lot of business owners don't focus on enough is KPI. Yeah. And that's your key performance indicators. And, you know, we have a quote that we use with our clients. Math is the path, right? <laughs> math is the path. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And it's, you know, whether you want to use the excuse, you, um, I wasn't good at math. Like, yeah, I wasn't great at math. math. Like, that's not an excuse. This is the formula you need to know. Yeah, you decided <laughs> to be a business this. owner. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that means you need to know your numbers. So one of the first things that I do for each of the businesses is we check those key performance indicators, right? How many leads came in? How many appointments were booked? How many appointments showed? How many appointments were closed? And literally, whether it's our martial arts school or it's the consulting company, like, you know, appointment was a phone call. Yeah. How many phone calls? How many people actually showed and how many people made the decision to move forward with our company, yeah. right? So looking at those numbers, um, you know, expected income, it, what that allows you to do is really to have a pulse on your business. And I think there's an argument depending on how big your company is and, you know, how uh, high up you are that you can hire other people to sure. do that for you. But for the majority of our listeners, martial arts school owners, if I ask you, what are your, what's your active count? You better freaking be able to tell me immediately. Not, oh, I need to go check my CRM. Let me right. check with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So step number five is go through your key performance indicators. And again, you know, you might have certain numbers that are more important to you than me. Okay, this isn't the, you know, exact process you have to follow, but understand the why. I want you to have a pulse on where's my business at today, yeah. right? I mean, we can't, if we don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere. Yeah, and it's not so much, you know, it's kind of shining a little bit of negative light, you know, it has a negative connotation a little bit associated to it. But, you know, once you understand it, you know how to get to those numbers quickly. You know how to, you know, communicate that and what you need, you know, with your staff. Like, it should be an exciting thing. Like, you know what I mean? Because you can see you literally are able, right, to dictate, you know, how, you know, how uh, your retention and all those numbers, you can really, like, play that, that game of, like, oh no, this is really exciting. Like we, you know, increased our conversion. We did all this. Like, so it can be actually really, really exciting when you really understand and get down to those numbers, you know, we can control it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would think if you're an entrepreneur, you're a pretty competitive person. Mm. Um, I would also think if you're a martial arts school owner, you're a competitive person, right? Like, what do we say? Like the, the, everybody quits, everybody yeah. quits martial arts. Sure. The people that don't quit martial arts are the ones that open schools, yep. right? Yeah. I mean, and if, if you went all the way from white to black, you have to have a certain level of competitiveness. Yeah. And numbers allow you to, you know, create that competitive environment, yeah, not in that. a bad way, no. in a positive way yeah. for your team. So they know what they're aiming for, mm -hmm. right? If you don't put a specific number on it, you can't measure it, then how can you hold them accountable? Yep. Right. Yeah, All right. So step number six, this is probably my favorite, um, <laughs> which is social media. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
you know, you made a good point that everybody these last two months, you know, were, was kind of forced into this digital world, yeah. right? Uh, you're writing a blog right now about the importance of, you know, having, you know, leveraging video, yeah. right? It's a non-negotiable is what we call it. Yeah. And those school owners over the last two months that really were able to maintain a strong digital presence had a better shot of getting through this, Yeah. period. 100%. So, you know, how do you make sure? Because the comments that I normally hear from school owners, well, Facebook doesn't work, ads don't work. It's like, eh, you're just not, you don't have the right strategy. Maybe you know the technical button pushing aspects, but you can know all the techniques in the world just like in jujitsu. Yeah. But if you don't have a strategy to implement it, doesn't really matter. And one of the most important aspects of of running a business is consistency, yeah. right? It's consistency with your morning business ritual, consistency with your team meetings, consistency with your team trainings, and consistency with your advertising, which social media plays a part of. Yeah. So making it a habit so you can be consistent would, you know, is part of the morning business ritual because a lot of times it goes on the back burner. It's like, oh, I'll get to that later, and then you don't get to it. So if right? you don't understand the importance of it, if you don't understand the importance of it, you're gonna that's that's one you're gonna skip. You know, yep. you shouldn't skip it. Yeah. So that means you know, going on Facebook, you take care of the Instagram. Uh, you're also taking care of the YouTube. Yeah. I take care of the Google My Business, which you know, it's not necessarily a social media platform, but it is a platform you should yeah, be you leveraging. Need to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. So if you work that into your morning business ritual, you're yeah. not going to skip a day. Right. And if you are not somebody that is an A type where you can do it every day, then batch it. There are so many, you know, different platforms you can use to schedule all of this out. I mean, there's even companies like Maya Edge that has the social media calendar that you that gives you content, right? Like it now it becomes a no-brainer. There's really no excuse. There's companies like GrowPro that will actually post for you. We yeah. will be your social media manager. No excuse. Right? There is no excuse. So part six is going in your social media, making sure you're posting, but also making sure you're an active user, meaning you're commenting, yeah. you know, you're 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 liking and sharing yeah, because like, the algorithm will see that. Yes, yeah, people are like, I'll just post it. And you, they used to expect this fantastic organic reach and then it's gonna help the ads and all these things, and it's not true. You gotta consistently engage, comment back, and have these yeah. conversations. That's what they it's are. It's called social. Social. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Step number seven is, is checking your advertising, right? And some people are like, Chris, you check your Facebook ads every day? I'm like, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what they're doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So whether you're you know, advertising on Facebook, you're doing Google ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, you need to have a pulse on it, especially if you are spending a large amount of money each day. Sure. Right. So that, you know, making this a part of the ritual is going to make sure that you're not wasting money. Right. And if you do feel like you're wasting money with your advertising, give us a call. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, Step number eight is get your money right. Um, I check all of the bank accounts every day and I also check QuickBooks. Right. QuickBooks. um, Normally, you'll have an accountant. Right. And your accountant renders those QuickBooks. But I like to actually go in and, and check and I render the, most of the time I just render it myself. I go on like, okay, that's a marketing expense, marketing. Yeah. Because I want to see where is our money going. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have a team that has debit cards, you want to make sure that the charges are appropriate. Yeah. Not that you don't trust them, but I think it's happened for everybody. It's happened with us where they just accidentally used the wrong card. Sure. It was, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, yeah. And every time that's happened, they've like, oh, you know, crap, Professor Chris, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know. But you need to have a pulse on that, right? So going in and getting your money right. So that's the, the next step. And then lastly, it's finishing off your communication. So going in, doing the emails, the Slack, and the Facebook messages. I hate Facebook messages. You hear me complain about it all the time. No, I don't. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I think that there's a certain level of respect that people should have with Facebook messages, you know, like sending one at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's the same thing as sending a text. Yeah. It is exactly yeah. the same thing as sending a text. Like being conscious of the time zone that that p- person is in, um, you know, and I, mean, I just... Is it important? Is it that? Is yeah. It, Could it know, have been put in an email, yeah. right? To me... Facebook message, like urgent, sure. right? Not urgent, send it via email. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so step number nine is just going through and making sure your email's done, your Slack's done, your Facebook messages are done. And when I first started implementing this morning business ritual, you know, it's been tweaked over the years, but it used to take like almost a little over an hour, yeah. right? Especially with the social media, like staring at a blank screen and you're like, 
what I need, some motivation, what am I going to post, right? And we don't have that issue anymore because we have so many assets because, you know, you're our in-house videographer and photographer and we have this literal, like, you know, batch. Like, I feel like we have a full bounty of, you know, assets to (laughs) use. So we're we're not struggling there anymore. But, um, you know, now my morning business ritual takes about 20 minutes and it's, you know, boom, 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 and we're done. So... I truly believe that doing this and whether, you know, it's going to take you 20 minutes or an hour is setting the rest of your day up for success. It's giving you traction. It's, you know, going to allow you to have a pulse on your business. It's going to make sure that your communication is on point and you're not ignoring emails and messages and Slack messages, um, that you're consistent with your social media. There's just so much like greatness that comes out of this one little morning business ritual that I implore, whether you're a martial arts school owner or any entrepreneur, that you create one yourself. And, you know, I'm at a point now where if I don't do my morning business ritual, like maybe we're on vacation or something yeah, like that, like feels weird. it feels like a piece yeah. of me is missing, right. right? So I even on my vacation try to put, you know, time aside to at least, you know, do parts of what's on the, the sure. morning business ritual. But that's me personally. Some people are like, nope, vacation. Vacation's I don't want to see a computer, <laughs> right? So why don't we talk, you know, let's wrap this up here yeah. and let's talk about just some kind of like three tips that can also, that has to do with, you know, productivity. And one of the ones that we have really kind of knocked out of the park is batching, Yeah. all right? Um, especially with uh, content curation, yeah. right? And we're getting even deeper into that content yeah. curation. But, you know, it really started with you batching our pictures, right, for our school. So, you know, you want to kind of talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, so uh, so the first, like, day or two, three days maybe um, of the month, I would go through and get, you know, really good photography pictures of the kids, of the staff, of the adults, uh and and even some video clips to as well, you know, to use just in, on Instagram or, or for whatever needs. And so I would uh, take, you know, you know, especially you know in an action sport. And if you're in uh, a stand-up martial art, you know, we're doing a lot of striking. Like this is even more specific. Or, or uh, you, what you need to do is you need to take burst shots. And what that does is it takes like three, four, five, six pictures in a row. And out of those five pictures, the one, maybe two, will be really good. So the money shot. Yeah, the money shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I would take you know a couple hundred photos, and I would go through and be like, okay, this one's good. And I would you know take uh, and I would take those that are good. I could go through editing process, which now is a lot easier. Now I have these presets where I'm like, okay. When someone looks at an image, more or less, like they're looking at a Gracie Pack image. So I have the this color uh, grading um, that I, I just look at drag and drop. I just click on it. So it's a real easy process to edit now. Um, so I just take those photos uh, in video clips. I edit them and then I just drag and drop them into a shared Google Drive for, for you to use. And now we know that you're going to use a set of photos for Facebook. I'm going to use a specific set of photos for Instagram. So And we're able to do that because you know we just have this system down. Um, but if you're a one man, you know, one woman show, uh, you know, use, you know, use the photo for both, you know, you gotta be posting something. Yeah. And I think what's a really important step that a lot of times people miss because we see this with our clients with GrowPro, they're like, yeah, we took a, you know, we took a hundred pictures. We sent them all to you (laughs) guys. You got to go through them because out of those a hundred pictures, especially an amateur, maybe 10 of them are going to be good. Right. So you take the time. That's part of the batching process. So that we're not sitting there having to sift through what are the good ones and, and what aren't, yeah, right? you send it off and they're like, oh, this isn't good. Okay, now you have to go back, get your camera and take the better ones. And so you just make sure that the, those photos are clear, they're edited the way you want, and they're specific to whatever you know, you're know you asking for, right? Yeah, so making sure that you implement batching is going to help you be more productive in terms of your morning business ritual because it's going to give you the tools that you need, mm-hmm. right? The second thing is working in time blocks. Yeah. And when, when we first start working with our clients, with the 18 clients, um, our mastermind program, one of the first things that we do is we look at their schedule, mm. right? Like, <laughs> and what, what are you doing from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep? And then we color coordinate it. And a lot of times you see large chunks of time where they're on YouTube or they're gotcha. going to Starbucks. <laughs> and it's sure. like... We all have the 24 hours in the day. How are you leveraging it? So what I really like to do, and it's something that as I've, as, as our client base has grown with the martial arts entrepreneurs, 
Um, I've had to be super conscious of limiting my call times because I would keep my call schedule open because people, I mean, some, some weeks I do over 30 calls, right? And I would like start it at 9am all the way to 5pm. And what was happening is that, all right, I'd have like a 10am call and then I'd have like an hour break and then an 11am call and then like a 30 minute break. And I wasn't able to get traction on my work, right? It takes almost like sometimes 15 to 20 minutes to really get in a workflow. And it's like, oh, I got to stop. I got to call. So now I've been very conscious of I only take calls on specific days after 12 p.m. Uh, because now that leaves the morning, which is my magic hour, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, there's a term in photography, yeah. the golden hour, yeah. the magic hour, which is right right before the sun rises and right when it sets, right? Like the, yep. the filter is perfect, right? Oh, yeah, the, the color is fantastic. Man. Yeah. Um, and we all have that golden hour. Some of us maybe have a golden two to three to four hours recognizing when your golden hour is and protecting that time with your life. Yeah. Like nothing is going to interrupt with that. Everyone too. Cause I mean, tell your wife, tell your kids, whatever it is. If it's an hour, it's a three hour. Make sure that's a conversation that you have with your family or whoever, you know, whatever situation you're in, make sure that they know, you know, this, I, you know, this is structured for just me to get this done unless it's a real emergency you know please leave that time uh, uh, you know for me to be able to do that exactly and that's the same that's the exact conversation that my wife and i have with each other like uh she calls it deep work so Mm -hmm. she'll say say, all right i'm going into a deep work session i'll be done in two hours right um so making sure that you are scheduling in the time and then the next piece to that is you don't renege on that, mm. right? Like if you have an appointment, right? I mean, how does that feel when somebody books an appointment at your martial arts school and they don't show up, right? You're like, Jeez, oh man, like what a waste of time, yeah. resources, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to make sure you hold yourself accountable. If this is, you know, from let's say 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., that is my time block, then nothing interrupts that. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that there's a, a, a part of confidence that gets build, built when you stay disciplined and you keep your word to yourself. Yeah, yeah. We understand that as martial artists specifically, right? Exactly. We couldn't, we couldn't get a high level of any rank if we didn't stick with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this concept of working in time blocks and scheduling it in on your calendar. And, you know, how do you do that? You just get, a, you know, an Excel spreadsheet and you do it week by week, yeah. right? Some weeks are going to be different, but you need to make sure that you have at the minimum, a one hour. I mean, I think, you know, one hour is what, 4% of your day, right? At least one hour where there's uninterrupted work time for you to really knock off things on that project board or your Kanban board and being able to move it, move it on. I aim to have a minimum of two to three hours. Like if I could, and this is why we love the weekends so much, right? You want to explain how much we love the weekends? Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, and you know the crazy thing about that, we we you know we work Saturday and Sunday, and it's so amazing in two ways. We have all this extra time where we're not focused on helping clients specifically. We can work on the business. We can like uh, you know come up with new project ideas, and because we're so uh, we're we're able to get those things done, we're happier during the weekend slightly, like which makes productivity go up. So yeah. it's like this revolving, you know, system that, that we, we enter into, uh, come really Friday afternoon. Like I think, you know, we, we show up Friday knowing like, oh man, Saturday, Sunday, here yeah. we go. You know? And it's funny, like we're looking forward to the weekend because we get to work, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know? And again, I know people, oh, you work on the week, like we it's enjoy it. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It'd be one thing if we hated it, oh, yeah. we enjoy it. Now, does that mean we don't take a Saturday off or a Sunday no, off? No. Yeah. And we, you know, I mean, usually the conversation is Friday is, what do you got going on this weekend, yeah. right? You were like, oh, tonight I've got a double date night, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I got to go furniture shopping today, yeah. right? Memorial Day, Day weekend. Yeah, we're looking for some savings, right? So it's not that, you know, we wouldn't step away, but I think we just get so excited because most people aren't working. And if they're not working, they're not reaching out, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of this really special time that... For us, you know, I mean, if I'm working, if we're working, let's say, you know, at a minimum, like lowball at eight hours extra a weekend than everybody else, we're eight hours more ahead, right? 
So making that timeline that you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got this graph on on our on yeah. my desk that has uh, it's a line graph, and the bottom one is you know people that work forty hours a week, yeah. and the top one is people that work sixty hours a week, and the difference in the beginning you don't see it's much of a difference. spread. It's yeah. just a very small difference, but you know you know a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, it's it's night and day. Mm -hmm. um, so making sure you're batching, making sure you're working in time blocks. And when you're working in time blocks, I think it's unrealistic to say, okay, I'm going to work three hours nonstop. Like yeah. you got to get up, you got to move around. So we use the 50-10 model where it's 50 minutes of nonstop work and then 10 minutes of, let me stretch, let me go to the bathroom, let me get a drink, let me yeah. call my wife, let me answer a phone call, maybe an email that was important comes in and you get 10 minutes off. Yeah. And I learned this from Eben Pagan. Um, he was actually one of the very first internet marketers to put out courses on like personal growth and personal okay. success. And I took his course called Wake Up Productive <laughs> and it had his entire morning ritual. And and one of the things that he talked about as being productive throughout the day was doing this time block. So 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. Yeah. He even took it as far like, don't use your phone as the timer because now you're gonna be looking at your phone and now you see like a message pop up. He actually recommended using a kitchen timer. So like an old school kitchen yeah. timer that you could put in. Um, so, you know, these three ideas of batching your work, uh, you know, batching anything that you might need in the future, uh, working in time blocks, and then that 50-10, I really think will help with productivity. Yeah, I know. And, and just us talking about it, I'm like, man, like, God, I'm so glad that we do this. Right. Like, you know and I'm mean? excited that yeah. once we hit the end button, we get to go move yeah, some into things it. on yeah. the Kanban right. board, right? Cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Uh no, man, I love doing these. I'm, I'm glad we're doing it this way, too. It feels a yeah. lot better, right, where we have the camera shoot on. So I uh, hope you guys are getting a lot of value from this. And uh, let's get Make to sure work. you subscribe if you're work. watching yeah, on yeah, YouTube, sure, right? Yeah. All those all those call to actions, follow us, get in our <laughs> Facebook group. And um, I thought this was a great conversation that could really help a lot of entrepreneurs and school owners. And if you like our style, you like the way we teach, we have an event here yeah. in Tampa, Florida, uh, August 15th. Yeah. And this is our uh, our annual event. It's uh, called Elevate. We recently rebranded the event. It used to be called JitsCon. And uh, we're super excited. Plane tickets are stupid cheap yeah, right now. Really right? Yeah, like um, yeah, and we only have 100 seats. Half of them are already sold. Yeah. So uh, we'll link it in the uh, description yep. below. We'd love to see you. Tampa is beautiful. We have an amazing speaker lineup. Our venue is right on the water. On the water. Yeah. Uh, We're having a cabana party. Yeah. We're going to do Level it upright. Up. Yeah, cool. All right. Awesome. Guys. Thanks, guys. Peace. We are the Elevated Entrepreneurs. And we are part of a revolutionary group of business owners who are dedicated to elevating their business, their relationships, and most importantly, their family tree. We believe that success in business is not enough. Join us as we dive into developing a grit mindset, becoming a collector of skills, and executing so you can remain profitable. We have a dream and vision to revolutionize the entrepreneurial world. Are you ready to elevate? Let's go!